a Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe Salzon. The Yankees beat the Marlins 2-1 in 12 innings. Masahiro Tanaka threw six innings of one-run ball before being lifted for a pinch hitter. The Yankees' bullpen worked out of a bases-loaded no-out jam twice in extra innings before Miguel Andahar drove in the game-winning run with a sack fly. The Mets, they beat the Giants 6-3. Rookie Jeff McNeil continued his impressive start in the majors with a 4-for-4 night, including an RBI double and two-run score. And former Bills offensive lineman Richie Incognito has been charged with disorderly conduct and making threats at a funeral home where his father's body is being held. Police say Incognito entered the mortuary, made his hands into the shape of a gun, and told one of the employees he had a truck full of guns in the parking lot. Joe Salzone, The Daniel Baldwin Show, starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Wow. Wow. It's Wednesday. Do you feel it? Do you feel the fever? Yes, I feel the heat in me building. God. Very angry right now. You are. You're angry. There's a lot of uh, emotion. Forrest has that big, dumb smile on right now. Where, where you just want to say... He looks like he did something wrong. He does, doesn't he? He's got the, that's the, that's cat the Cheshire that cat. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Oh, I got to turn your stupid mic on. mic's not even on. Paul can't be heard. Little do you realize, you've never been heard on the show before. <laughs> yeah, you, you I said wish like that two was words true. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're, you're hot. What's going on? Nothing. I just I get so frustrated uh, when listening to those updates. It's not Joe Salzone's fault. Oh, because, because, because of, of the amazing work of Seth? Yeah. How Does, do you not put that a central, like a Syracuse native won WNBA Player of the Year in that update? Well, I, I have a theory. We're so, a local sports station. So Seth, he, he's, he is. He's a bright kid. Yes. So, and knowing that, do you think that maybe Seth is driving in his car, coming to work, doing as many things as he can the day before so his name gets mentioned on the show yeah. when we talk about Seth? Is he out, actually outsmarted us? That you know, and and become a permanent men- member of Schmuckdom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. Maybe he's out. He's out. Fox this no, tomorrow I- night. I will be bartending at the Krebs with the great Adam Weitzman and college basketball's greatest coach, possibly of all time, Jim Beheim, um, who has dedicated some of his time. They will both be in the studio tomorrow. Oh, uh, tomorrow. B- a shower. Hot take. Hot take. You're, Jim Beheim's your double boss. I know. He's your double boss. Is there anyone else that could be, that could be considered your double, double boss? No, right? Only him. Yeah, he's yeah. He's the double boss. Wow, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. I want a full evaluation from him of your of your work. I've been I've been sticking him. a microphone in his face for 20 years. I'm gonna ask him. Coach your say. thoughts. That's my interviewing technique. Coach your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you do you hand the mic? Yeah, as you I say, your hand shaking. Yes, yeah, still twenty. Are years you afraid later. of Beheim? No, not anymore. I mean, it's, he was intimidating when I first started, but 
I think because he's, he's he's comfortable he's, with me and I'm comfortable. He's with mellowed, him. or you just got used to it. I know I've watched other people crash and burn enough to know not to ask him questions. It's just your thoughts on the game, your thoughts on the half. Let's go. So you keep it very vanilla and let him steer where to go. Yes, and, and he does. He has an amazing ability to remember everything that happened in a game. Like mm. every second. He's Total, a savant. He absolutely yeah. is. Like Total he, recall. Yeah, yeah. And he'll give, and unlike other coaches where you got to ask questions, he will give you a full recap and tell you what he thought of the important parts of the game without you having to ask. Mm. It's pretty impressive. Well, that's cool. Um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about, you know, when you have somebody that's that, you know, renowned and, and such a big guest on your show, you know, your mind wanders to think about when they get in here what you want to talk about. And he, so we have a charity event to, to talk about that he's dedicated some of his time to, which is really nice of him, um, and for my mom's breast cancer research fund. So let me tell you again that we're from 6 to 8 tomorrow night at the Krebs in Scanialis, Adam Weitzman's, uh, he and his wife's uh, restaurant. Uh, great, great place. Uh, we're going to raise money to try to find a cure for breast cancer here in upstate New York at Upstate Medical Center. Um, so please come, and we'll be bartending and having fun. And uh, I, I don't know what Coach Pam's going to probably be chucking ice cubes at us or doing something funny. But as I started thinking about having him in here, you know, the first thing that came to mind that I wanted to say to him was, "Can we just get football over with and go right into basketball right that's, now?" Uh, that's the mentality of a lot of people. Well, we're just, we're just you know knowing that we've got battle back and some of the recruits are coming. Did you see this comment that he made? Uh, that uh, this kid is probably the best guard he's recruited in 20 years. Jalen Carey. Yes. Yeah, best guard he's recruited in 20 years. That's pretty impressive. That's a big yeah. statement from Coach Beheim. I'm That's, trying to, to... And they've had some pretty... Jerry had, McNamara. Yeah, they had right. Michael Carter-Williams, Tyler Ennis, all got drafted. Right. Deion Waiters? Better than Deion Waiters? Come on. <laughs> Come on, Jim <laughs> Twenty years goes back almost to Pearl. You know, what I mean, we're talking that—that's a long time. Better than Dion me. I don't know. Well, he's—he's. He's, what do you know? I—I'm just going through the ones that I've seen play. I didn't recruit any of them, but I—I right. I know Dion no. Waiters is. Is and was pretty legit. You know, it's funny to have him say that when he's talking about how his hand used to shake when he pushed the Oh, I wouldn't say that if he now was Now Coach Bayhart was here, I want to see him go, bend the bass <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, bring that up to him. I'll throw Deion Waiters in his face. Wow, you're so strong. Like, Deion Waiters. No, I'm You're strong and, and you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we just leaned over and said, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Paul, you're fired. <laughs> he just fired. Syracuse would rejoice. So, uh, so can you get a bigger guest on than Jim Beheim? Not in this town. No, no, right? I mean, he's the biggest of all time. Yeah. He's a goat. Yeah, he's sports wise. Yeah, biggest. okay, okay. So, with that said, um, is is the great one? The great one? Our great one? Is he out of town? Where is he at? I don't know. I don't keep I, his calendar. I, I don't bother you, the I, man. Wow. I stay away from. Why don't you just put it halfway in? <laughs> what are you doing over there? I say, are you kidding me? So, the last thing I'm doing so, is bothering well, him. Well, because because you know, you know, there's there's the 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 great one version and what he has to do, and then there's the Pam version. Pam, who really does, I, I think, secretively run the whole show. But I said, hey, Pam, are you guys going to be in town? He goes, no, we're out of town. She just shoved me right down. I didn't get a chance to tell her what it was. So, uh, but I think the great Ed Levine being at this this uh, momentous. Fundraiser is almost necessity, is it not? Yeah, why don't you go ask him? 
Yeah. But, <laughs> wow. Hey, you, you do it. See how you guys all buckle up? Look yes. I do. Yes. I only talk to, you only speak when spoken to. Yeah. That's my theory on the whole thing. It's like the principal, huh? It's the att- Did you have an attendance officer in your high school? Like, you know, you had the principal, but they had an attendance office where you I got in trouble. I did in California, not here. Here you went to the vice principal, and I got, I got referrals to the principal's office on a daily basis. Same. Really? What were you doing that you oh, were Oh, I was referred? just a prankster. You were a prankster? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I just spoke I'm too shocked much. that you, spoke that you spoke back. Spoke way too much. Some of the most iconic SU guards of all time. Let's hear Sherman it. Douglas. Ooh. He uh, was very he wasn't highly recruited. Uh, so, see, some of them they, they did it all players, not just guards. G Mac, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh um, Dave Bing. I, I, that's sixties. Yeah, he yeah. didn't recruit Dave Bing. He played with Dave Bing. <laughs> it was his he was his roommate. <laughs> Forrest. Hey. He was Ooh, his roommate. Forrest with the trivia. Who he knew? Was a, everybody. He slept on the bottom bunk. <laughs> John Wallace was a power forward. So. No, wh- wh- where did Mac go? Uh, uh, what happened to him in the NBA? Why didn't he play? Was he hurt? Or he hurt himself at the end of his career here, and that hurt him going into the NBA. And because uh, he's a Scotty Skiles Kerr kind of player, he, I mean, I could have seen him playing in the NBA. Yeah, and I, I, I think he just the timing of his injuries, and he went overseas, and now he's back here. Luckily for. The Syracuse program. He's the heir apparent. Tell him right know now. That. He's the heir apparent. He is. He is. Oh, Forrest. Well, yeah. Forrest has the inside. I'm telling you, my first interview I did with him was here, and I came in. I went to into uh, Josh's studio, and he goes, "Hey, hey, Josh, thanks for having me on. Hi, Daniel. Nice to And I went, "Are you the heir apparent?" That's the first thing I said to him. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, do and I he, remember it? And he you goes, me? "He goes, man, come right out of the gate with it." I go, "Are you the guy?" I go, "Because the criteria for me has to be you're we're alumni. Um, when you're taking over after Shashevsky, after Beheim, after you know somebody that's that legendary, that's so closely associated with the program for decades." I think that there's a certain criteria they're probably going to look for. You played for the team. Um, you're from or somewhere in this area. And this, I, I believe he's from like Scranton. somewhere just in, in Pennsylvania or something, right, Scranton? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, this is not foreign to him, this lifestyle. Your kids are embedded in the community. They go to school here. you got to want to stay because they don't want to take a guy and have it be musical chairs like the football program. They're looking for a guy to take the program for 20 more years, for sure. And And you know what? I think Mac is the guy. I think he's the guy that when Jim decides, and it'll be on his terms when he decides that he doesn't want to do it anymore, I would think that because his son is now on the team, he's probably here for the next four years, and he's going to coach his son until his son's done done with his eligibility, and that would be when he would want to go, and he'd be 77 or 76 years old, something like that. Um, and that's and he's had a hell of a run, and he'll probably win another national title in that in oh, these next four years. Scalding hat Hot take. I say the Syracuse wins one national title. Where's your sounder on that one? You I don't bet? even have. I wasn't even prepared for that. You ready? Scalding hot. You ready? Thing. You want me to? T- I'll, I'll tell him tomorrow. You said no. I said yes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I will. You, I'll take the field on any bet with over winning the national. You understand? You understand? When you have done for this city and for basketball, what this man has done, God will make sure that he goes out with one more title. Watch. Well, he deserved it. He earned that. So he's that's how get, it works. That's how it works. That's karma, my friend. That's karma. That's- <laughs> God, <laughs> that take was so hot. <laughs>
I'm going to the equator to cool down. Now back to the show. Bingo. Super hot take. Did, it, did, did you work long and hard on that? He's so proud of him. <laughs> he is, he is. I, I'm my own writer. Yes, he, he does. <laughs> he's everything. I guess Elma J. Fuddy has a mansion and a yacht. Let's go to break early. We'll come back. We're going to play So What? I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Former Texas A&M linebacker claims Jimbo Fisher's staff committed NCAA violations in the first offseason. Oh my goodness, really? (laughs) Shocking. Shocking revelation. So what? How is a former player that hasn't... He spent his first collegiate season at Texas A&M in 2017 before leaving the program. He told he was given hundreds of dollars in cash by assistant coaches to host recruits on official on unofficial visits. The staff conducted off-season workouts that were longer than NCAA rules allow, and the oh, training man. staff mishandled his own ankle injury. Man. So does that mean Fisher actually knew about it or that was a member of his staff? I mean, I think the hard thing about these... Um, accusations when they're made uh, is is what did the head coach is the one that takes the fall usually I mean look at even here in Syracuse I, I don't believe for a second Jim Behind knew about any of these things are you see this is where you're not allowed to give the players money for the recruiting trip like to buy dinner for the recruits and stuff it it seems like this guy's finding some some loop some uh, some fine print if you will. I think like, the money was for other stuff, like some Louisville stuff. No, oh, you think that's is that? Are you just making that up, or is that what it says? No, I'm just guessing. That's what no. it was for. I'm not making accusations. I'm guessing. No, you're making an accusation. <laughs> yeah, you're being rather suggestive of yeah. first. <laughs> oh, he's getting a hot take. That take was so hot. It's the leading cause of global warming. Now back to the show. It's it's almost so childish. It's good. You know it's funny. I mean? Thank you. It Thanks. is. It Thank is. You. It's so lame. It's good. Thank you. It's great. Cicero, North Syracuse's very own Brianna Stewart has been named NBA WNBA Player of the Year. Finally, someone talked about it on a damn local sports show. I think that's great news, but I just can't get over the fact that she's local and she went to UConn. Where she doesn't. Of course, she on. went to UConn. They're the best team. Why would you go to the best team? So, what was she on that team? She was the star. She was the she best was player okay, every cares. year. She was she the MVP be- she every year. She was the year, best right? player at yes. too. So what? Wow. <laughs> can we find another hot take? No, that yeah, but they, would, they wouldn't have won a title at Syracuse. They wouldn't yeah. have beat UConn. Well, she's with she's the best player ever. They might have beat UConn with her. Yeah, with no, because UConn, the team around take her. literally every take it home. top recruit UConn. Okay, guys, everybody calm Didn't down. Didn't UConn calm lose down. last year? Syracuse, everybody calm down. Didn't UConn get upset last year? They did. Oh, so Syracuse I guess lose. made it to the national championship against her. Am I not? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. They you played well. If, if you think she was on that team and they wouldn't have won or didn't have a chance to win, you're you're pretty stupid. So you're saying that if you played at Syracuse, they would have won a title. They very easily could have. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's thank my, you. They could have. Women's hot take of the day. Not scalding, but Arizona uniform to the touch. Basketball player. Ira Lee. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ira Lee has been with charged with something known as a super extreme DUI. 
Oh, oh, it's a drunk driving law where if your blood alcohol level is above a point two zero, you are charged with super extreme DUI. He is ex- he was expected to be a major contributor to the Wildcats basketball squad this season, but now they are but, waiting to see how this plays but out. That was a super extreme exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> super extreme. I mean, a point wow. two. I like anything that's super. Listen, I have. Uh, I better not say the person's name. Um, I have a person in my life that blew a one nine eight or something like that, and was like, "What's the big deal? Do you watch?" I'm like, "No, it's way different when you blow almost three times legal, you idiot." All right, here's here's the world record. You ready for this? For the most, the so highest BAC without death. Okay, without. I'm gonna guess. All right, so I'm gonna say so the highest ever. So if 08, so 08 times 5, I'm going to say a 3-9. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to, God, I don't, I don't want to go low. Let I'm going to say a point, I'm going to say a point four. Okay, you both, if we were playing the yodeling game. We overshot it. If you're both playing the yodeling game on the prices right, the guy would have stopped as soon as he started. You guys were that low. No on what way. The record is. Okay, 2004, a 67-year-old man in Bulgaria was taken and treated for minor injuries after a car accident. <clears throat> His BAC was a .914. Oh, my God. That's almost oh. 1% of your blood is alcohol. Assuming the testing equipment was malfunctioning, the doctors performed five separate lab oh, tests oh, to confirm oh, it. Oh, 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 wow. He's pickled, right? Oh, that, that's pickled. dude, that's, that's pickled. That's close to death. And, and, and you know, the funny thing is, oh, 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 I mean, yesterday I did um, a long three-hour intervention, and um, uh, I was just shot when I got home. And I, 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 I sat there on my, and I never drink, and I sat there on my, uh, my porch and I went, man, I really want a beer right now. I really wanted to have a beer. And I never drink. I haven't drank in, you know, over a decade. And I thought, and I, but I just, I just wanted to have a beer because I was so kind of, it was such a long, long, arduous, you know, talking to this kid, trying to convince him to go into rehab. But, but point nine. Dude, I mean, that, that's that, if that guy if that guy cuts his finger while he has a cigarette in his hand, he might blow up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's that's like a lot of alcohol in your system. The highest blood alcohol ever found on a person who was dead, <laughs> like they found yeah, the they dead died, body. Yeah. Oh, it was over one. One point four eight zero. Oh my god. Yeah, well that that makes sense. Yeah, the there's like people percent. tracking. <laughs> yeah, like hey, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. There's a BAC tracker. You know, you know what the first thought that just came to my mind when I heard that, Forrest? Mm-hmm. You, could, you could do it, Forrest. You could set the record, man. I know you can do it. Do you drink, Forrest? Not as much as I used to. You used to? You're 12. Yeah. yeah, you're not even legal yet. What were you <laughs> what used, you to used to? What goes on over at the school. gump house? In high school, I did a lot. Of yeah, and, and your mother know about it? Yeah. She Forrest? did? Forrest. What, what's <laughs> the... Uh, you're not allowed to watch SpongeBob, but you're allowed to drink. You drink. They Weird. didn't. Well, they, like they eventually the found out. The is crazy. They eventually found out. Like okay. she just, she asked me. She's like, "Did did you drink in high school?" I was like, "Yeah." Not to condone. So that. after high school was over, she asked, she "Hey, Mrs. Gump, to- little hint, hint, hint. You might want to ask during high school. <laughs> you might want to ask. I don't know. I'm just saying. What was the party choice beer back then? Because yeah, like, when I was growing yeah, up, you, it was you a, like a PBR. It guy. was a Matt's because that's how you could afford Matt's or Milwaukee's best. You yeah. drinking Bartles and James over there? What are you oh, drinking? Oh, he's drinking no. straight up Heinies. Are you kidding me? This kid's in 
He's got skinny the, Atlas on the yeah, pontoon. Vodka crayons. Yeah, yes. we did. I drink blue because my cousin would all. We'd always have blue out at the camp and at parties. I drink vodka. Ooh, oh, I like it. Okay, what's your favorite bar? Are you well, Finland? <laughs> I, I don't drink it anymore. Big Tito's and Grand yeah. Lagrigos. You, 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 you got the Tito's going? <laughs> you got your Tito's kind of guy. Uh, Tito's, Ciroc, oh. stuff like that. Love him. Tell Gilligan to bring some more of the Tito. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I was in high school, we were drinking that jug of Barton's. We <laughs> <laughs> had Boone's Farm. Yeah. Do you remember Mad Dog 2020? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Cisco. Get your, uh, Cisco. Cisco kid was liquid crack. Was a friend we drink jungle mine. juice. You get a Tupperware yeah. man and you put the fruit in it and everybody it's comes with something. It's a wapatula. You pour it in. We used to call them hairy buffaloes. <laughs> and, so, and so the best thing, now, if you're going to do this at home and you want to save yourself some money, don't say I told you how to do this, but this is how you do it. Now, it's coming up time. You got to do this first. All right. All right. So you want to go about a foot to 18 inches below the freezing line. Dig your hole. Okay. Okay. Then you get, I. some people use corn. Some people, I used to use potato. My, my, my mash was potato. Okay. You take the potatoes and you roll them up in a burlap sack a couple of times. And you drop them in below where the ground freezes. And then you want to dump like a big bag of manure on it so it stays hot under the ground all winter and into the spring. Then you dig that hole up, get the manure out of the way, pull the bag out, and this is how you still or you make moonshine. You take that and you put that in with your mixture of what sugar and you know, some people put syrups and some people put yeast and barley, whatever you're going to put in, you bring that all up to a boil, and then that, that, that coil that comes out of that The mixture, worm. The worm comes out. I and, watch a lot of moonshiners. And, 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 and that mixture steams up into it. Then you drop that tube into a pail of water. And when it drops in and it hits the water, it turns the liquid again, and you drip out of the end of that 100%, it's 200 proof, grain alcohol. Now, we would take, when, we, when, the, when the Harry Buffalo party at Ball State was going, and more girls started showing up, we'd take a half a gallon, you have to walk, to come in, you had to take your little bottle and walk by the bathroom and dump it, and we just threw iced tea and Kool-Aid and mixed it up with ice, and everyone got to drink from this. When the party started get going on, we take a half a gallon of moonshine, two hundred proof, and dump it in there. And all you had to have was one glass of this. Oh yeah, it was like we, drinking a case of beer. Yeah. I mean, it was so yeah. bad. I've seen people drink Everclear and just start freaking out. Oh, <laughs> the party was going on. Everclear. Is people disgusting. were just getting naked, doing the funky forest dance. I mean, it was crazy. I had a buddy who would drink Everclear and Mountain Dew. Oh just my like, god. The sugar will kick that in even worse. Ah, uh, it was. I have lovely. a bottle of Everclear in my house still because he used to come over and drink, and I would buy it because that's what he would drink. And you'd like to have a little Everclear there for your buddy? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a good friend. You're a good host. When I, yeah, when I have a party, I like to like my Super Bowl party. Josh likes it. Pizza Hut. Everybody else got the other kind of pizza. I bought Josh's own personal. He's, he's very proud of that. Wow. It was a bro move. I didn't even know he was doing until afterwards. Wow. He's a bro. I asked he everybody what their favorite pizza was, and I bought everybody a separate pizza for their. We got to pick a date for the fishing trip now. Josh is out on Sunday because he's got an event he has to go to. Let's get our calendars open here before we go to break. I then. have a football game on Friday, a Ste wedding steady, on Saturday. Steady, big fella. Steady. And then get your calendar out. Let's talk about it. All right. So next Sunday, uh, uh, this weekend, I'm taking the kids to. Uh, um, you ever hear a cascade? That I told you about that on the yeah. air. Remember? That's right. I That's looked it up. Place, I, booked, man. I booked it. Booked That's it. The place. Booked it. Kids They're gonna weekend. love it. They're gonna love it. Kids That's this what weekend. I, I got my uh, dishes uh, with. <laughs> my brother Billy is coming up and taking over my house. I don't know what he's doing over there, but he's doing something. 
Billy, want to meet the mole? I'll hang out with Billy. I'll go out on the boat with Billy. You're going to go hang out with Big Screen Billy? Yeah. You got to call him Big Screen. You want to get his attention. I'm down. I want to work my way up the ball. No, gave him that nickname? Who? Magic Johnson. Oh, um, boy. I went to, I went to uh, for mul- multiple years, I went to Magic's golf tournament at Riviera Country Club. And uh, I said, hey, can I bring my brother Billy? And, they, and his PR person said, sure, we'd love to have Billy. Backdraft had just come out, you know, so Billy was pretty hot at the time. And so Magic is sitting down putting his, his shoes on, and there's a sea of press people. And this is like 91, you know, or 92, so he's really still huge playing basketball still for the Lakers. And um, and so I said, Magic, and he looks up and he goes, hey, Daniel, how you doing? And, and he turned around and he stopped and he went, big screen, Billy Baldwin. How you doing, man? He got so Billy and I, little Magic, never knew this part. Walked away, and Billy just looked at me and he went, "Magic Johnson just called me big screen, Billy Paul." I, <laughs> I, said, I said, "I know that was cool as hell, wasn't it?" You know that because these were our heroes. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so it was it was just really cool. Let's get the calendar out. Come on, what do you got? You got one more story? You got a, you got another so what? I got a couple so what? Well, you know what? Come I'm on. shutting up with the calendar, going right into so what? I beg I beg your pardon, John. Throw Magic. Long time Indianapolis Colts play by play. Host Bob Lamy has been fired for dropping the hard R. Oh, dropped geez. the N words. How many times? Uh, not it. on the air, but in a private uh, discussion. Someone recorded him? No. The, it's a, one but of in colleagues. a business situation. Yeah. So he was at work. The colleague in question said Lamy used the slur while telling her a story off air last Tuesday. She said Lamy was telling her about when he used to work at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He was describing an interview with an unnamed person. Lamy told his colleague that this person asked if any racers were holding back their speed during the qualifications, to which he replied, there aren't any blank in this race. Oh. oh wow. Well, see, here lies the, the problem. It, it, you know, if it's done... Uh, well, there's, I got a problem with anyone you, you know using that word and saying and saying that, but I think part of the, the the dismissal part is if he said that in the parking lot and he wasn't at work, that's way different than if he's on work hours or in the facility or doing it because now it's a reflection of the you know literally. Uh, I've always said I don't have as much a problem with a guy who's got a KKK hat on because I know what's coming. It's the guy that acts like he's not a racist, and then I find out he's a racist later that I have more issue with. But while he's, you know, working amongst other members of our staff that are African American or whatever, that guy or that girl, I think is 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 scum to me because um, they they pretend one thing and they do another. But I'm glad they fired the guy. They should have fired him. Next, wow, silence. That's it. All ever wanted. That's it. All and finally, needed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> A woman was pulled over in Iowa on Monday for doing 137 miles per hour in a Ferrari. When asked why she was going so fast, her apology was, I only thought I was doing 100. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a smooth car, that Ferrari. She's now looking at a $335 fine. That's it. That's it. Don't they revoke your license for that? Isn't that like over double the speed? 137, the speed limit was 65. (laughs) She was going, if it was 75, she was almost doubled. Mm Mm-hmm. Interstate 35, Mason City, Iowa. What was the speed limit? Uh, probably not 137 miles an hour. Well, no, I'm figuring not that. I'm thinking it's a, it's an interstate, it's a 55, 65. It was a, it was a school zone. There was no. a short period of time up in northern Montana where they tried to emulate the Audubon in Germany, and they opened up a stretch of 56 or 7 miles, I think it was, 
uh, uh, above the I-90 that they made unlimited speed. Did you, did you know about this? No. Yeah. They did it back in the, uh, in the 90s, in the late 80s. Uh, and uh, they ended up stopping it because like people were just <laughs> killing themselves left and right driving yeah. down this road. Did you ever see this? Well, we can't handle it in this country for some reason. But, uh, do you know the road I'm talking about? Did no, you? but I, I've heard about it. I mean, I know how, yeah, like they, Nebraska and stuff, they put it at like 75. No, 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 no. In Montana, well, well, let's go to break. I'm going to Google it so I can read you a couple articles. About Love it. it. We'll come back. It's ESPN Radio. Oh, I was trying to find I can't drive. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. All I want to do is give it all to you all day and night. Viagra, Viagra. I'm pulling this song. I never knew a little pill like you (laughs) could ever do for me. I'm I'm shutting it up. Viagra. I'm pulling this song. Why? Because you sing that song every time it comes on. Wow, that was a great rendition of the song. Toto was proud. Underrated Toto song. Yeah, totally. Rosanna's underrated. Yes. No, that's about Rosanna, Rosanna Arquette. Nobody loves everybody loves Africa, and I'm talking about Rosanna over here. I'm talking about Rosanna over Africa. What I'm saying. Billy Kimball does a single version of it himself that's even better than Toto. I have your story here as far as the Montana Highway. So oh, in like 1997, it. you mentioned that there was a an attempt to make an American autobahn. Uh-huh. So Montana said, "Screw it, let's do it." Yeah, and they. <laughs> Took away daytime speeding limits, so it went from 75 miles an hour on the interstates to anything during the day. Unlimited. They had to quickly throw away this after, quote, 265 people were killed, (laughs) a near 34% increase in traffic accidents. What was going on, because I went up there with friends to do it, was... Um, people were towing their their Ferraris, their McLarens, like really high-end cars that did over 200 miles an hour and went up there and said, you know, you don't have to go to a track. When you want to go run a car like that at a track, it's thousands and thousands of dollars per hour to run the car and store it. And you know, there's all kinds of fees involved. This was tow your car up there in the back of an RV and these guys would get together on the weekend and do 200 on an open road. But what they didn't realize is it wasn't a track. It wasn't perfectly smooth. There was stuff on the road. When you're doing 200 and you hit a rock the size of a, you know, an orange, you're dead. You know, what I mean, you're, if you hit a rock the size of a grape mm-hmm. at 200, your car's airborne. And there's, oh, there it is. Yeah, and you've got other people in. on the road too. Wow. You got. The, you got grandpa going to get groceries out in Montana, and you're flying yeah. by him at 220. And he's not doing 200, actually. He's only doing 160 out there in Montana. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa's got a souped-up gremlin. 45. Right? Right. Forrest, yeah. what's the fastest you've ever got the Toyota? Oh, this yeah, is a Forrest, good topic. Besides the time you hit now uh, we know that you're a the girl in the parking lot. <laughs> besides you the time you, you, you ever, bumped her. You're on the highway. Yeah, you what's the highest you've ever got? Open up mom's Camry. See how Mom, far turn go. the radio off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't remember what's the fastest I've gone. Are you a speeder? Do you speed? Not anymore. You got a lead foot After I got dump? two tickets, I've been slowing down. Ooh, what were your tickets for? Speed. Speeding. Yeah, but what was the number? Um, One was like over 20 in Jordan Elbridge. Both of them. One was right on my street. I was going 55 and a 35. He... Okay, that's what I was asking for. 55 and a 35. And the other one, do you remember? I can't remember. It was in Jordan But it was 20 Elbridge. miles an hour over the speed limit. Yeah. Got a little bit of lead foot there, Neil. You can't be going 55 and a 35. Uh, the fastest. He's a dumb kid. I've seen know. people go faster on that road. But it doesn't make it okay. I know, I but got, still. Uh, 127 oh. in a 55 uh, in Utah, and the guy came out. He walked up to the car, flipping out on me, 
And then he got my license and goes, wow, I thought that was you, blah, blah, blah. So he goes back. I thought, well, are they going to lock me up? Or what's going to happen? And he wrote me a faux ticket. And on the faux ticket, I'm sure I have it somewhere. He wrote, uh, a heck of an actor and a really nice guy. Be careful, blah, blah, And didn't even write me a ticket. Let me go. And I was in the desert in Utah. Um, but the fastest I ever drove, I did not get caught. I went over 200 on the 101. But but what the great story about it was, I was doing a TV show with Valerie Bertinelli, who at the time was married to Eddie Van Halen. So I'm really psyched. I'm trying to play it cool that I want to meet Van Halen. You know, So she has a party at her house. I'm like, I'm going to meet Eddie Van Halen. You know, I'm a big Van mm-hmm. Halen fan. So I go in there. He's the coolest guy. He gets schnockered. Him and David Lee Roth and Alex and all of them are just smashed in there. They've got a huge recording studio, and I see all these bays and garage doors in his his garage. I don't realize he's a car collector, and he has a, a speckled flake gold uh, Lamborghini with the gold wing doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this bad boy, and I'm like, "Man, I want to drive this car." So I wait till he gets, and I and I go back in the garage, and I'm looking at the car again. He comes, and he goes, he's just drunk now, just sloppy. He goes, "You like the car, man?" I'm like. Yeah, let's go for a ride, bro. He goes, ah, I couldn't drive. I, go, I wasn't asking you to drive. I go, I'll drive. Let's just do a little buzz. I got out on the 101 with this bad boy, and I hammered it. And I was up in, like, Montecito in 14 minutes. It's like 75 miles away. I mean, I, we were doing, I buried this thing at 200, and it was, I had to be doing 220. I mean, I couldn't even, the scary thing about going that fast is that at night on a public road, is that the cars, unlike in a racetrack, the other, exactly what you were pointing out about Grandpa doing 45, Polly, is that the other cars are doing 70 and you're doing three times their speed. So you come up on them and you're not used to how fast you're on, you're on their mm-hmm. bumper. And I'm having to go in and out of lanes at, at 200. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was cool. He had no clue. He was like, pass that. I had the stereo going and I'm just getting this car to shreds. I got pulled over. Uh, I think I told you guys this just recently on the way to the uh, Sweet 16 game because I had cases in the back of my car, so up in they... the window, like oh, all so the radio equipment, your... gear, like equipment. Yeah, yeah. no, they uh... pulled me over and what, what, what's in the what's in the case? Like I was a drug smuggler. <laughs> They're like, what's in the case? I go, it's radio equipment, and I go, I do Syracuse broadcast, and then he got into this whole talk about how. We shouldn't be in the Sweet 16. We shouldn't have made the tournament. Uh. <laughs> and he didn't give me a ticket. So, Are you I, sure he didn't say, I listen to K-Rock Josh and I no. listen to Daniel Baldwin? It was in a different city, day. right? Come on. Yeah, we were in, I, was in Lincoln, I was in Lincoln, uh, Ronald Reagan's hometown, wherever the hell that is. In Lincoln, Nebraska? Lincoln, Illinois. Lincoln, Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Springfield. Springfield, Lincoln, something, something like that. Yeah. I got behind somebody coming up 81 North once, and I you, you knew they had a radar detector because they were just whipping, right? And I had the 1992 Chevy Cavalier. And I was like, I don't know how fast this thing can go, but I'm about to open up. I mean, mind you, this was like the year 2003. And it was like a 10-year-old car. And I got going. I got it over 100 miles an hour on 81. That old purple, just piece of garbage car. Nice. How about the jerks on the crotch rockets? That, that are just whipping around? Fly by you at 6,000 miles an hour. I saw guys doing that. on. They were doing wheelies over by the state fair. Yeah. And then their friends post on Facebook, I can't believe he's dead. I can. He, he, hit the ground. he hit the ground at 400 miles an yeah. hour. I can believe he's dead. Yeah, man, there's, there, there's no protection. You're so exposed to those bad boys. But there was, do you ever go to um, um, Buzz Buzz Video? Or Buzz Video. I have Buzz Feed? Yeah, Buzz. There was one. The guy had, uh, I watched it the other day. I get an update when there's like, you know, there's certain categories I want. So catastrophes is one of my categories. <laughs> like, if there's a really good catastrophe, this guy had a, a uh, windshield cam. 
and he's driving in like Minnesota. He's doing 75. He's driving along, the, and it's a two-lane highway. And this other, you know, somebody's go by and with, with the, you know, when they're coming at you, when you're looking at this video, it almost looks like you're going to clip the side of your yeah. truck, you know, because there, there really isn't a lot of room when you're going head on with somebody. And you you see in the distance the guy trying to ca- pass the semi, and he's not going to make it, and he can't get back in because the semi's there. And he just goes straight into the semi with the camera Aww. there, hits him head on in an SUV, and just crumples the car. Uh, all four people dead. He dry, he's tr- pushing the thing. It never left the front of his grill. He slows down, slows down, stops, and then it disengaged from the car and moved over to the right. And all you see all over the hood and all over the... De- uh, yeah. All the oh, yeah, it was nasty. It was nasty. No, they, they, in those crotch rockets, when they come up behind you, you're like trying to get out of the passing lane, and they're already into the other lane by the time you can get up. They're going so... You know what I'm saying? Right, right. If you're in the passing lane and they're coming up on you and you're trying to get out of the passing lane, they've already made up their mind that they're going around you on the other side and they're flying at 2,000 miles an hour. Well, the crazy thing um, when I first got out to California was, uh, and Gary Busey changed this, the actor, um, was there was no helmet law. So, and you were allowed to drive on the highway in between cars, in between lanes. You were allowed still to do that in California on a motorcycle. So you could be doing 65 and the car's doing 60, you know, uh, uh, the next car, and you could do 75 right in between them and just go, and that's perfectly legal. And that was legal without a helmet on. Then when Busey got in his bad accident and we saw the result of what he was, he was like afterwards, they it forever changed uh, California. They insisted that uh, you had to wear a helmet there. Let's take a break. We'll come right back with uh, a little Mr. Ben. Daniel hey Baldwin Show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just frustrated again. Why are you frustrated? Because there's only the Mets rejoin playing, and there's supposed to be a Giants football one rotating with it. It's not there. So, what do you got for us there, Mr. Baldwin? I thought you said you were going straight into what, what? What is wrong with this guy? He's, you said he's going straight into the music. No, I said no, I'm not, because it'll be confusing to people. Do you believe? My soul is prepared. How's yours? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. <laughs> I was waking from his slumber. In the league built by Cube. Now available on your tube. The theme played by Moby. Look out. Here comes Kobe. The Great One has spoken. The Great One what happened? has spoken. I believe that you just predicted that Kobe Bryant's going to go to Ice Cube's three-on-three league. Is this what you just that, said? That's 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 what the way I, I have heard, I heard the it. rumors, but I don't know if that's true. Let me tell you something. He is going to play. It may not be this season. He cannot resist the temptation with how much smack talk has been coming out for him to get in the game because he's not. He's probably not going to try to join. LeBron and play. He's not going to come off the bench. But in three-on-three in his shape right now and playing against all those guys, he's going. How much money would be in it for him? It's not It's not. A, it's not, not about, about that. Look, at they had guys show up at UCLA 
and play in some little pickup games that they play in right now. LeBron watching, he was chomping at the bit. It's about the competition. It's about getting back out there. You know, he can't go play pickup with his friends and get that kind of level of play. He's going back because he wants to bust Chauncey Billups and he wants to he wants to beat up on some guys. He's I've, playing. I've lost complete control. All right, he's going to play. You saying no way? No, no, I've lost control of the show. I set it out time and nobody listens to me anymore. Who cares what you say? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.